up that diesel. Um, 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 let's go diesel. Um. Uh, not to change subjects, but this nigga Chase Young is trending on Twitter, and the haters are out, my niggas. Of course, oh my of, course. of course, of course, they and are. Pre- and it's what they saying? Giants and Eagles fans. This nigga, oh, Chase, yeah. this nigga Chase Young trending for tackling the oldest nigga on his team. Oh, okay. His Twitter, <laughs> his Twitter acting like Chase Young tackles Saquon in space. Adrian Peterson oh. is seventy. These nigga, guys. all we did was post a video, nigga. That's how you know they nervous, though. Like, Oh, they're like, definitely nervous. Y'all niggas are responding to everything. Like, I don't want to hear shit from Giants fans. They want to chase Young. <laughs> Ain't nobody trying to hear that shit from y'all. And not for nothing, they also wanted Dwayne Haskins. they also so. said Daniel Jones looked pretty shitty yesterday, bro. Just so y'all you know. You know what's... Oh, speaking of Daniel Jones. <laughs> I seen a clip. I seen a clip. <laughs> Matthew Berry said Daniel Jones is uh, fancy QB for the year. He fancy what? Shit. He said Daniel Jones was his... It's like Matt Berry's lock of the year or some shit. What? What was his reasoning behind that? He didn't really have one. He even started naming players, but it's like, bro. Well, they talking about Sterling Shepard. Like, he out there, like, uh, Beckham. He's Who's covering him? But, <laughs> your shitty corner. But they said, they've been saying that about Sterling Shepard. How many times do you get to say that? It's like with Kirk. When I say, is this the year he breaks out? I'm like, he's 32 years old. <laughs> So you can't say it every right, single yeah. year. At some point, you just got to right. call it. He's this. Sterling Shepard is a good slot receiver, but nobody's right. worried about Sterling Shepard for real. Like good that. Come player, on, now. always injured. What do y'all know about if, Lorenzo Carter? Because apparently he was busting Andrew Thomas's ass yesterday at Giants scrimmage. No, that's not Andrew saying much. Thomas got bust written all over. I told you that when they drafted him. Look, I watched the SEC, man. It's really the only, like, out of all the college football conferences, I watch the SEC all the time. That nigga's not that nice. We've seen some left tackles in that conference, man. He he don't rank with for me. Also, was he even the best left tackle in the draft? I felt, I always kind of felt, I was leaning towards a kid from Iowa. His name is slipping my mind right now. But, Worse? Yeah. See, my thing with, I look at what's his name up there. Uh, what's my man's name? The GM. The GM for the Giants. Oh, okay. oh gentlemen. Why are we to assume that he is picking the right people? The man has been saying absurd shit ever since he took that job, man. Last year, he took Daniel Jones. Was he the second best quarterback? Hell no. Third nah. kick this year, they take Andrew Thomas. Was he the best left tackle in the draft? You sure? Because this is the because I already see how this going to play out. He going to get killed. The fans are going to be ripping him. His confidence is going to be gone. He's never going to recover. Rinse and repeat. We've seen it with Giants O linemen ever. Like we consistently see it with their O linemen. Well, it's funny because they went tackle with two of their first three picks: Thomas and the kid from uh, Perk. That's right, Perk. from UConn, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're putting a lot on two rookie O tackles. Casolder is not playing. He, did he opt out? Well, have fun with Sweat Kerrigan and Chase it Young, my nigga. I don't Kisolder know what y'all are planning on doing. Anyways. Looking at looking at their depth chart right now, they're planning on starting both rookies. Ooh, ooh, ooh. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, can't lie. I did like Xavier McKinney though, because I like I like that kid coming out of Alabama. Didn't he break his he foot? Like, oh recently. my god! Wasn't that like this week? That's right, he did get hurt. It was hurt. this past yeah, week. He did get hurt. My bad. Damn. Oh, they are fucked. Shit. Because I want to talk about the strengths and the weaknesses of each team. Let's talk about the Giants' weakness, which is their defense. I'm looking at their starting lineup right mm-hmm. now, and they have some guys up front, but for the most part, their this back is seven is poop. Trash. <laughs> trash. trash. I mean, who is it? Is James Bradbury the best player on their defense? If that's the case, then y'all are. Nah, Leonard Williams. Uh, I wouldn't even say that. Leonard. Leonard Williams. Got to go Leonard. Dexter Walker. But how good is Leonard Williams actually, He's though? good, man. Is he that good? He's good. He's good. He's really good. He's really good, man. He's not. He's not like all pro right yeah, now, but, but he's, he's good. good. He's a damn good player. I think he's a monster. Dog. And Dexter Lawrence is coming to his own. We can't. Dexter Lawrence is a nice player. Dexter Lawrence is playing well. Dexter yeah, Lawrence is playing Thomas well. But, those tackles. Uh, he's he's been okay. I mean, I I would definitely put James Bradbury above both of them too. Leonard Williams, that's arguable. I don't think he's that good. I think he's a good nah. player, but he's definitely not like some great defensive end. Fuck no. And they're switching to the four, three four. So yeah, who knows eight. what their impact is going to be? They're he's playing three four. Their, their backers, their edge rushes are Marcus Golden, and ooh, Lorenzo Carter. Uh, I guess you mentioned Carter. Golden's a all right. ago. Golden always gets sacks. Yeah, Golden, Golden is all right. Solid. One Absolutely. way or another, that guy gets sacks. The middle linebackers are terrible. David Mayo, not good. Blake Martinez, overrated player. And I don't know what the hell it is about white defensive players when they play in Green Bay. But we always end up knowing their names for some reason. They show out, right? Like, we always end up knowing their names. <laughs> I've seen so many white linebackers for that football team who I end up knowing their names. Yeah. Joe Buck says their name five million times, consistently mm-hmm. reminds you that they're a good player. Then they go somewhere else, and it turns out they suck. Damn, I was, I was like, I'm like, drop. who the fuck is a Brady yeah. Kapinga? Kapinga. Look, their DBs are still terrible. They're terrible. Yeah. Mainly because... Their first round pick from last year is looking at five to ten. Jesus, and that's and that's not five to ten interceptions, folks. Oh no, yeah, that's not five to ten interceptions. <laughs> that nigga's looking at no. years. Oh, <laughs> man, Corey, is your man Peppers any good? Sleep on Pep because when they traded for Pep, Pep actually he finished the year strong for the Giants. I mean, I'm not gonna say he's gonna be out there like a Derwin James esque, but I mean he's a solid player, strong safety, as long as they put him in the right position. You just can't have him out. Uh, how can I put it? He's not lining up on a tight end one on one. I think he he he's suspect in coverage, but in the box blitz, punt return game, he does you know he does a couple of decent things, but he's not no standout state. Yeah, I he's say. not. Look, remember Corey and I went back and forth about Peppers coming into the draft. Yeah, Corey had that Michigan. He couldn't. He couldn't, he couldn't overlook <laughs> his Michigan love. <laughs> And he found a nice little role, though. Better than what he, what he was doing with Cleveland, I can say that. You know who I actually like in their secondary is Julian Love from uh, Notre Dame. I think he's actually a decent player. Um, Bradbury, never really been that big a fan. I'm actually happy we didn't sign him. I don't oh, yeah. like – I let me tell you what I don't. I don't like when, when teams splash money on corners who only seem good because you never see them. For real. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, you think the Falcons are like, oh man, it's great. Bradbury's not in the division anymore. <laughs> I don't think any of the teams in the division are saying that. I, there are good receivers on each team in that division. 
right? And in the AFC, NFC South, mm-hmm. none of them seem to have issues eating versus him. Because Bradbury might be a situation kind of like Norman was, where he fit that system to perfection mm-hmm. with Rivera and them. Like he's going to the Giants now. I think they play more of a man defense. So, I, I, good luck, Mister Bradbury. Also, we forgot to note that their head coach is Joe Judge. Joe Judge. Belichick is like, I mean, is he? How long was he even there for? They said, this- "Hey, just put put it this way: Joe Judge got the coaches running laps when the team fucks up." So we're gonna see how long that's that really what he's doing out here. Oh, that's what he's doing, Cliff. Everyone runs. Players and coaches. Oh, let them go. Let them start the season not. two and six. Or like two and seven. They gonna tear his ass apart, bro. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Because a lot of that's what they've been talking about. Like, how long is this shit gonna last? Because if you're not winning games, you got your coaches out here running laps with your players. And shit. My thing is like, what the fuck is this high school? <laughs> yeah, like what? Mm. But see, yeah. right, and, and you know, that, I mean, that's the thing with that kind of thing. It's all fun and games till we lose mm-hmm. some games, bro. Then you can't be talking like that anymore. It's those young Bill Belichick guys that seem to have issues as head coaches. That's that's the one thing I've noticed. Because <clears throat> this will now be the third young coach that has left and got, become a head coach. He's only been three, right? Well, sorry, four. How old is Flores? I can't remember off the top of my head. But I think he's in his 40s, right, Flores? Yeah, he's got to be. Yeah. Judge, Patricia, Patricia. McDaniels. Mm-hmm. Patricia, went to the, we know McDaniels went to Denver was a complete asshole, like, from day one. It's clear Patricia's done the same thing. It looks like... We're not counting Bill O'Brien? Nah, because O'Brien went to college first. Right, like, didn't, didn't O'Brien, O'Brien left the Patriots, went to Penn State, then came back to like this shit where you just like act like you have rings on your finger when you don't can only last until the games kick off their strength of their team I would say uh, is definitely on the offensive side of the ball and while I don't think they're really great up front uh, the one thing I wrote down was their spacing and their ability to get players in space Uh, their wide receiver unit is a little bit funky because they have their two primary receivers are both slot guys Sterling Shepard and Golden Tate. I do like Darius Slayton. I, I want to see more from him this year. Evan Ingram is a, is a guy who can get from Slayton away from the Fox. offensive line and split out and be a weapon out there. And Saquon Barkley, where you put him on the field, he's a threat. Um, I think that's definitely the threat. I mean, their best threat on the team right now is just get the players in space and let them get up field. This is all going to really depend on how the offensive line performs because I think they're kind of weak up front. We've mentioned this already. I agree with they're kind of weak on the outside, but their interior line is pretty decent with Hernandez fully. And exactly. Good. Good. Exactly. Yeah. Good. That's a, that's oh, a yeah, solid no, no. They're interior. good in the middle. Their interior three is fine. Honestly, I think like with a quick passing game, we've heard this before that interior three are the most important guys when you have a quick passing game. And I think that's what they're going to try to do. Mm-hmm. You know what's interesting? We always hear about how our quarterback, he has to run a new system, and it's COVID. And how's he going to do it? They don't say that shit about Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. Isn't this a new offense for him? It sure is. But that's almost besides the point I'm about to make. Because, listen, I don't think Jones is terrible. I just don't understand how he got drafted that high. But I don't think he's terrible. Evan Ingram's never healthy. He's never going to be healthy. Never. Like, that's dead. We, what, this is about to be mm-hmm. He's barely, he's mm-hmm. barely been healthy, man. 
contract year. Saquon. It's Saquon. There's not much else to be said there. He, they they have invested a lot in their offense. A lot. If you look at like the especially in the last couple of years, the draft capital, they've put a lot into their offense. That's why their defense is trash. Yep. But three oh line. But their offense doesn't look that good. Yeah. So but that, that that could also come back to Jones, Cliff. Like you said, maybe they're expecting Jones to elevate the offense. I mean, they don't have any talent that stands out outside of Saquon. And we always hear every year about the Evan Ingram showing out in the training camp like they're already talking about this year, saying he's on pace for 1,000 yards this year and all this other shit. But it doesn't have any, like, like we say, like, do they have anyone to take it for 80 outside of Saquon? I mean, well, I shouldn't even say that because Saquon can house one at any time. But I feel like teams kind of game plan for Saquon. Like, where else is, are the Giants going to hurt you? Are they really going to hurt you through the air? Also, your with Shepard and Tate also or... your defense is trash. So, see, like the thing about drafting a running back that high is, it's great to have Saquon, but your defense stinks. So you're gonna be you're gonna be behind in games, and now you don't get to run Saquon all the time. Well, does the defense stink because they took Saquon early? Or does the defense stink because Gettleman can't identify? Talent? Oh, no, the defense stinks because it's. Stinks. <laughs> I'm saying like the thing about having Saquon is that once. Your defense gives up twenty in the first half, and you're, you're down fucked. twenty-seven. <laughs> now you're just throwing the ball to Saquon at the back for the rest of the game. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, Good point. Like there, are, they, I, you can see what they are trying to build, though. The Giants, you can see, or offense at least. Defensively, I don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know what y'all are doing. <laughs> but obviously, your first round pick from last year is going to prison. So. You didn't plan for that. Although you should have scouted for it, but let's be honest. Slate is a nice player. Definitely. They need to target Slate more, to be honest. They got, a, they got a decent mix of players. And like it, I guess it all depends on how you feel about Daniel Jones. Like, that's really your the perspective someone would have on how optimistic. Like, how optimistic you are on the Giants really just depends on what you think of Daniel Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, let's move on to Philly. Um, when I was writing some notes down and thinking about the weaknesses of their team, I wanted to say the back seven of their defense. Um, and we'll get to that in one second. But first, we got to talk about the left side of their offensive line. Ooh. It's going to be trouble, Ooh. trouble, trouble. <laughs> and, honestly, Andre Dillard wasn't looking great in camp. He goes down. At, was it a bicep tear or a pec tear? He's gone he's for the season. And – from what I understand, they're not going to move Jason Peters back to left tackle over some money shit, which is you know, neither here nor there. That well, Isaac Sulamio, uh, Sulamo, I don't know what his name is, but he's returning at the left guard, and I guess he's fine. But now you've lost Brandon Brooks and your starting left tackle, Andre Dillard, to injury. Their offensive line is still going to be good because Lane Johnson and Jason Kelsey are both very is good, it? but – that you went from a top five old oh, top five old line maybe to like middle of the pack. That's going to be a big loss for them. Yeah, but also Lane Johnson durability concern, major mm-hmm. durability concern. I ain't getting banged up. He got to team. <laughs> Kelsey is getting old. This is an aging player. This is year ten that he's going mm-hmm. into. Also, you have been petty with Jason Peters because Peters is right. Yep. You knew damn well Andre Dillard was garbage. 
You didn't want to start him for real. Mm-hmm. You signed me to play guard, but you knew the whole time I could go back to left tackle because this guy's garbage. And you mm-hmm. got me at backup guard money. How long have I been on this team? Thank you. It's disrespectful. Yeah. Like I, I feel him. I feel him on that. Cause yeah, get your money, Peter. Like y'all been shit. shitting on Dillard all offseason. Y'all knew he wasn't good. You begged him to come back. And it's like they were trying to force it, Cliff. Mm-hmm. Like they're trying to force Dillard. Like, come on, man. Clearly, you can see from the tape, Dillard ain't it. Right. I mean, obviously, he he doesn't have as much experience, as much gameplay or much game film or game reps as clearly as Peters has, but they knew coming into this season that was a huge question mark. And now this dude is out for the year. I mean, if the, if the Eagles were smart, if they truly want to protect Wentz, they better pay Peters, man. I'm not saying Peters is – he's not an all-world left tackle no more, but you just invested a lot of money in your quarterback as well, bro. So they better up that little uh, – up up the salary for Peters yeah. this year if they know what's well, they got. They got – they took uh, Prince from um, Auburn. Um Auburn, the the yeah Auburn. Prince Tiga Wanago, yeah Wanago, yeah. yeah. But they got him right. listed on the third team. Well, right I mean, we, from he what I hear, they're going to start Matt Pryor at left tackle, and he's listed as a guard. So good luck to you. I don't, I don't know Ooh. how that's going to work out, but yeah, exactly, Cor. Hey man, hey man. Your quarterback is a walking like <laughs> this thing gets issued every year. It's yes. kind of shocking. That you all have made your O line look like this, because your quarterback is actually good. Especially after you just gave Wentz all that money, you know he has brittle bones. Did he you, has a bad back. Why did they take Dillard? See, you, or do you think maybe they shouldn't have invested that pick in um, Jalen Rieger, or maybe they shouldn't have traded for Slay and they well, should have looked at another tackle? Why the fuck did you take a quarterback in the second round? Yes, well, that's the thing. When you have a GM like Howie Roseman, nobody questions you when you make moves like that. But when you have no tackle depth, and then you have your second-round pick sitting on the bench playing exactly zero snaps, then he gets <laughs> – how can you not look at that and be like, this pick was a waste? Well, you know how – Or maybe they know Wentz has the chance of just breaking down again. Well, I mean, of course it's possible. He's, yeah, he maybe they help. know he's, he's, he's one hit trying, away from going back to the sideline. Which y'all have been talking about, like, are you are you trying to be a Super Bowl team or not? Because you already paid wins. Like, my thing with the Eagles is there is so much pro-Philly shit in the NFL media, right? Like, the NFL media is very pro-Philly. I don't know, and I'm, and I'm not one of those fans that's like, oh, they don't like my team. The, the media, like, based on where, the, the, where a lot of these guys are from, based on where a lot of these guys live, they got a lot of pro-Philly media people in the media, man. They have really good ties with the Eagles organization. Eagles don't get criticized for anything for real. It's funny we're saying this right now because I just got an alert from Bleach Report that says, Carson Wentz day-to-day. Eagles QB has a minor soft tissue injury. Team is being cautious to make sure he's ready for the season. And that's from Rap Sheet. That just popped well, up as we speak. Look, yeah. Wow. I, <laughs> I actually really like this football team. Mm-hmm. It's our, like their roster, like their offensive roster, like at the skill positions, yeah. the tight end. Because you know I love I, I love the tight ends. Goddard, Ertz, I wish we had tight ends that good. Miles Sanders, good player. Mm-hmm. Boston Scott, that's a Paul guy. I get Paul credit. Yeah, for they're – Rieger, <laughs> Rieger, Jackson, Jeffrey, like – the issue with your team is your team on offense, these guys are all injury prone. Yeah. 
Yep. All of them. I don't even know why you mentioned Alshon. He hasn't practiced or even put yeah, on his helmet yet. Yeah. Our single white side, by the way, I think I've read this on PFF. One of the worst rookie seasons ever by a wide receiver drafted that high. He gave them nothing last year. What is it? Nothing. They said he's well, having he a good better. camp. Yeah, but so. your corner sucks. The, the bar is super low. I want you to think about this for a second, Corey. Last year, they lost just about every single receiver, and he couldn't break the line. He could break the lineup because they had no choice. But they were playing oh, guys like Greg Ward, a converted mm-hmm. quarterback at slot receiver, because they had nobody else. Mm-hmm. And Greg Ward showed out. Apparently, Greg Ward is still a major. Well, yeah, no, he. Greg right Ward now. showed out. No, he's, he's come along. I mean, he could beat Norman, yeah, which is not saying yeah. much, but. Uh, yeah. yeah, I actually don't. Yeah, I don't count, <laughs> you out here, you out here beating fast. Beating, <laughs> I don't count. No, what I was gonna say is they tried to play our single white side because they had no choice. He gave them nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Right, look, you out here eighty snaps with one target. Yeah, that's uh. <laughs> <laughs> but like you said, when you when you look at this roster though, now that I mean that offense, if they were healthy, that you yeah. would be like, yeah. damn, yeah, y'all loaded. But that's just There's not just the case, especially of, with the question mark yeah. they got on the left side of that line. Got so many injury questions. Yeah. Line. All right, let's talk about their back seven real quick because I wanted to touch on this particular the names: Nathan Gary, T.J. Edwards, and Duke Riley. That's their starting linebacker core. Um, that's going to be food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 I remember that. Yeah, that was how. Yeah, that's how yeah. Their middle linebackers are going to be food all season, and honestly, their secondary. I like Roby Coleman. He's a good nickel cornerback. Slay, I am not a fan of the money they gave Slay. I think he's overrated. I, they're going to learn. They're going to learn the hard way, and you know how they are in Philly. As soon as you start playing like ass, they're going to start calling for your head, and they won't learn sooner or later that if you want to shut down the receivers in this division, their Slay probably ain't the one to do it. Uh. Jalen Mills moving from cornerback to strong safety to replace Malcolm Jenkins. That's a downgrade. Ryan McLeod is a decent player, but that's all he's ever been and all ever will be. Avante Maddox is starting right corner. I, I guess. I don't know. Sidney Jones can't even see the field. Their back seven is looking like it's ripe for the picking. They are missing Malcolm Jenkins, and they're going to regret not re-signing Malcolm Jenkins. Move Mills to sa- strong uh, safety. Now he can be bad at two for the <laughs> Listen. Oh, my God. <laughs> Listen. It's like they expected. Well, then again, they did pick up Roby Coleman. I'm yeah. sure Roby's playing yeah, slot. Roby's you said, right? Look, uh, my thing with this, their secondary is Slay is similar to Bradbury to me. These are players who have reputations because we don't actually see them play. Like, Slay plays in Detroit. He's a good corner. No one's question whether he's a good corner. And, but keep this in mind, though, too, Cliff. Him being a good corner, he's better than any corner that they got on right. the roster. But, so. It might not be a great move, but, but the it's problem better than anything for they teams have. like this is then they're like, "Yo, Slay, you got to cover number ones every week. Yeah, and you're gonna be food every week." Yeah, and they play nothing but man. Mm-hmm. Right? Is it it's Jim Schwartz defense? Mm-hmm. My thing with their defense mm-hmm. is Brandon Graham is going into year eleven. That snuck up on you Fletcher real quick, is, like Fletcher that. Fletcher that eleven years not a life. young player. Mm-hmm. These are not young players. Indeed, they did. He's been helped. Been a great yeah, player. Been a really good player for them. Cox and Graham are probably the two best players on their defense. Outside, I mean, at Slay, 100%. obviously up there as well. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Cox is. They say Cox is as healthy as he's been going into camp. This is the healthiest he's been. Blah blah blah. Graham is an, is an older player. Obviously, you got uh, Malik Jackson, Vinnie Curry. These are nice. They players. lost uh, Javon Hargrave, correct? 
Yeah, Hargrave got injured. Yeah, Hargrave's hurt. Yeah, I feel like I feel like we maybe for, forget like the Super Bowl team had like twelve defensive linemen. Like their their Super Bowl team had so many good defenses that they had like Chris Long there as well. They were able to rotate mm-hmm. so many guys that all the people could eat, right? In various periods of game. That and that Super Bowl team mm-hmm. was healthy minus the quarterback. It was a healthy roster. Yeah, minus quarterback. <laughs> well, yeah, but they but they also plugged in. I mean, Foles was basically right. I mean, right. when you plug in Foles and he's yeah. playing to the level that Wentz was playing at in games that matter, then it's fine. I mean. Right. I, we remember how bad Foles mm-hmm. was in that game versus Atlanta, but he was lights out versus Minnesota and New England. So, yeah. I think you'll really be able to attack yeah. that back seven. You might be able to really spread the ball out on this team because they don't have anyone to cover a tight end, even though, like, for us, Logan Thomas is experienced, but these dudes, like, they might be able to get well, see, my, my thing with a team like the Giants, the Eagles is their, their D-line is their strength, but they're not as deep as they used to be. Mm-hmm. So you, one I think it's fucked. the kind of team that you can wear down the game, and then later in the game, you're gonna be able to run the ball on these guys, especially week one. We're gonna be able to run the ball definitely. In the game. Yeah. All right, let's talk about their strength, and we kind of mentioned their offensive skill players, but if I had to pick one word to describe them, it's just speed, speed, speed everywhere. Uh, Jalen Rieger is mm-hmm. going to be more, I think, more of a gadget player. That's not the right word. He's not a gadget player, but he's going to be your do-everything guy moving forward. I think Jackson is still the premier speed guy in the league as a deep threat in year – what is this, year 12 for him? Year 13? Year 13. And he's, and he's still That's just as fast right, as man. he was maybe five, six, seven years ago. Uh, and they drafted uh, – I'm forgetting their names – John Hightower and Quaz Watkins. And then when you mentioned when you can get these guys on the field going vertical, that makes a lot of space underneath for – the Goddards and the Urchins of the world. And then when you get Miles Sanders out of the backfield doing his thing, they really can attack you. Uh, this is all going to predicate just like the Giants on whether their own line can hold up and whether Wentz can hold up. Mm-hmm. But really, I, I feel like this is a team that they'll never be out of it because they have a quarterback that can extend the play and find a guy for 70 yards downfield. And all of a sudden it goes from being a game that's put away with, you know, in the fourth quarter to a game that, you know, you have to actually convert on a third down and extend your drive so they don't get the ball back because they can score so quickly. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. We say this about them, but the offense was not that good last year. Wentz is not the best deep thrower. He is obsessed with Hurts. The whole league knows it now, right? Obsessed with Hurts. Every third down is Hurts. 35, the guy is throwing the ball to Hurts, period. He doesn't even look anywhere else. They're going to miss Alshon, man. That offense, yeah, they need the Alshon. Offense only that. seems to be at its best when Alshon's healthy. So, Miles Sanders is probably going to be the big, the big player for them this year. But even Miles is banged up right now, which is crazy. He hasn't practiced the last week for Philly, so you know who else they're really going to miss is uh, Marquise Goodwin. Yeah, he opted yeah, out. He That's a out season, major right? loss for them because. That was another speed guy. And, like, yeah, while Quez intriguing. Watkins and John Hightower are, are intriguing, these are both late-round draft picks. You know, who knows what they're going to do. Goodwin was a guy who was on a Super Bowl team last year, and he's been a reliable speed guy his entire career. Now he's yeah, – Yeah, he's also been reliable for hanging out with your trainers. All right. <laughs> <laughs> they got to – they, at the team, have talent. 
their guys are just injured too often. So could they have a season where these guys are healthy? If they're if they have if they're healthy, team is going to have a good season. They would need full health in like great season. They would need Fletcher Cox to have best like a like all pro level season like he's had before. Barnett best season of his career. Brandon Graham a great season like that's what they would need because you are not covering anyone. The Eagles haven't covered anyone since they had fucking Bobby Taylor in Troy Vincent. <laughs> they have their corners have been garbage year in year out. Every well, some kind of way they always play around that though, Cliff. They always figure out a way to oh, know, yeah. cover up every four people. years. They splash money on a corner. It never mm-hmm. fails. That corner gets to that team, and they find out that corner isn't good. That's <laughs> Y'all more yeah, down on Slay tonight. I, th- I like Slay, man. I think he's a good player. I think Slay is good, but I think if they think that Slay's a shutdown cornerback, they're in for a rude awakening. So when mm-hmm. he was in Detroit, what did y'all consider Slay? Top yeah. 10, top 15? Or quarterback, that's not bad. No, that's <laughs> not bad. I, honestly, I'd have to think about it because I don't even know if I consider him that. This is all I know. It is now going to be your turn on that Summer Jam screen, Darius Slate. And they are going to turn on you so fast up there because half of their fan base has probably never seen you play for them. <laughs> I'm just, yo, I'm just keeping it real. You play for the Lions, man. <laughs> like, if you're on the Lions or the Panther, like, the country doesn't see you play, man. Like, that's just the real. No, like who the fuck? Know? Do you know what James Bradbury looks like? Do I'll be honest. I actually, like? I actually, that's 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 a good one. I don't know what the fuck James Bradbury looks like. <laughs> what does Darius Slay look like? No uh, fucking. Clue. I've seen Slay before though. I know what Slay look like. They're gonna have him on Amari, Kerry McLaurin. Hey, he scrapped Amari last year. He scrapped the shit out of Amari. That was sick. Hey, I'm just saying, man. I'm not saying he's all world corner like Gilmore, but he's a solid player. But I, I just know that I I've seen this before. That Absolutely. they sign this corner that everybody says is good. Absolutely. But all of a sudden he gets to Philly and he's garbage. Absolutely. I think the all only right. one that's ever worked out is Asante. Yeah. All right, let's move on to Dallas. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Or I know you said you think they're going to run away from the division if they're healthy. I, I think Dallas is far and away the best team in this division. First, about their strength, um, weapons, lots of them. Like, <laughs> he's turned into a damn fine quarterback. He's pretty damn good. He has become better at distributing the ball. He's become way better at his decision making, and he's also also always a with his legs. And now that he has Mike McCarthy and Cam Moore running the offense, I think they're going to do a lot more of that. Um, Cam Moore's background at Boise State. As a lot more college um, scheme type of offensive uh, things for the quarterback uh, as far as using his legs. And I think that's where Dak is going to continue to kill her. The offensive line is older and they're still top 10, which is ridiculous. And if you look on the outsides, uh, I mean, <laughs> Cooper is a top 10 receiver. Gallup is maybe the most underrated receiver in the league. And CeeDee Lamb is just an absolute monster. So I don't know how anybody is going to guard them. And then we didn't even mention uh, Ezekiel Elliott, who was a top three back still. So good luck to everybody guarding this year. I think they're a team that could easily be averaging around like 26, 27, 28 points a game. 
Whoa, 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 whoa. Like, yeah, I think they could easily be eight. <laughs> Let me go ahead and slow you up we'll, there, We'll get to that Paul. shortly. <laughs> Their head coach is Mike McCarthy. <laughs> I do not trust this man. <laughs> Sorry. You had the best quarterback in the world. In the world. At his best. The best years of Aaron Rodgers. They won the Super Bowl. No question. That was a long ass time ago. I think people forget how time works. That was fucking 10 years ago. They won the Super Bowl. Mm. He was a better player after they won the Super Bowl than he was when they won it. He was continually failed by Mike McCarthy. Did y'all read the stories of Mike McCarthy in Green Bay? Him not, him oversleeping meetings? Was it, didn't he like miss meetings because he overslept? Who? They couldn't find him? McCarthy. Are you fucking serious? Listen, <laughs> listen. That's a Bruce Allen shit. <laughs> yeah, let me get, I gotta go find the article because there was like all this frustration with McCarthy because they felt like he wasn't taking the job seriously enough. He, and he cost them a Super Bowl appearance. Remember when they blew that Packers Seahawks game? Yeah, absolutely. He, they blew that game. They lost that game because of poor coaching. Mm-hmm. Their O line is good. It used to be great. There's a big gap between great and good. Their O line used to be the best O line in the league, hands down. Like you said, Paul, it's now a top 10 O line. There's a big gap between being the most dominant O line and the top 10. Very true. The running back. He is a hell of an inside runner still. He is not explosive anymore. Where did he go? He That was like the, the big thing, the calling card for him coming into the league was that he had all these things, but he was also explosive. He's not explosive anymore. Well, you know, well when you get 350 carries a year, that explosion is gone. He's taking a pound. Yeah, no, there's no question. Like, he's not explosive anymore. I don't see the same back that I saw his rookie year. Rookie year, he looked incredibly explosive. He has not really looked like that since then. He's still an excellent back. But he used to be a game-breaking back. He's not that anymore. I expect him to use Tony mm-hmm. Pollard a little bit more this year. You just, yeah. you just took the words out of my mouth. Yeah. I was They're, literally about to say that. We named the receivers. I actually think the underrated player in the yeah. offense is going to be Blake yeah. Jarwin. Well, first off, he's not competing with Jason Witten anymore for playing time. Yeah, because what the fuck was that? Yeah, that was fucking stupid. J- Jerry was trying to rescue him from the booth. I like, listen, man. So they don't fire you, yeah, I'm gonna give you your job right. back. <laughs> Are we just giving them a pass as far as learning a new offense? Because like we spoke on Haskins learning the offense, mm-hmm. Jones learning the offense. I understand Dak's a veteran, but this is an well, entirely I- new offense for them. They've been an extremely run it, run, run, run team. Now you got all these weapons. Are they going to be predominantly pass? Are we going to yeah. see less of a Zeke? Are we going to see more well, Pollard? Like. It's, and that's interesting you say that. No, I was going to say that. Kellen Moore was there last year. Actually, a matter of fact, Kellen Moore's been there. He- I mean, Kellen Moore's been there, but are we not – is McCarthy not implementing his offense, or are they sticking to last year's offense? Because McCarthy's offense is spread the ball. Also, you know, their fans, when their fans complain about that team when they lose, it's because they feel like that, they feel like Zeke didn't get the ball enough. Exactly. It's continually a thing. Mm-hmm. I my concern for them on offense is, what, is it possible you might become too enamored? Yes, with the fact that you have this great receiver. That was my point saying that because, like you said, when they lose, it's always we didn't feed Zeke enough. This team has been built to run the football and milk the clock. Now they have all these weapons. Are they going to get pass happy with that? Like, is that O line going to hold up as far as pass protection? Because 
they're used to Smash Mouth football running right at you. So there's going to be an adjustment for them. I mean, I understand they got all this firepower, but it's going to be an adjustment. Listen, but they, I mean, listen, they don't have their center though, right? The center's gone. Is Joe Looney a good player? Because we know Connor Williams sure is ain't. not a good player. Yeah, sure Connor ain't. Williams gets exposed. I sort of wonder, this is a team that made their own line the focus of the football team. They seem to be shifting on offense. Mm-hmm. Like, they seem to now be focused uh, once again on the, shine, on the shining toys. Yep. When the best years of this team is when they have been focused on running the ball. Controlling the clock, keeping their sorry-ass defense off the field. Their run-the-ball teams have won 12 and 13 games. Like, they've had really good teams when that was their focus. Yep. Also, how much hating are you going to do on Dak? Are you going to try to keep his numbers down? Because I know you got some assholes down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about that sorry-ass defense for a second, Corey. Because <laughs> when I was looking at their depth chart, um, first off, their linebackers, uh, LVE, Jalen Smith, and Sean Lee, not one of these motherfuckers can stay healthy. Not one of them. As a matter of fact, Sean, has Sean Lee been healthy outside last year, any year out of the past, like, four or five? I'm surprised he's. I'm surprised he's still there. To be no. honest with you, nigga got a they, he got a he got a Q next to his name. Right now. <laughs> sure does. <laughs> I they, might as well, they might as well put a Q I'm on his right jersey where the captaincy go. <laughs> uh, they're secondary. I, I mean, in a vacuum, I like Anthony Brown. I like Jordan Lewis, and I like a Wouzier. But as a unit, they're just okay. I guess. I mean, losing Brandon uh, Byron Jones to say is a major, major, major loss for them. Now, he was one of the top cornerbacks in the league last year, and now you're counting on three guys who are just I. It's interesting you say that, Paul. It's interesting you say that, Paul, because their fans, they seemingly pretended as if Byron Jones wasn't a good player. I think they hope, and they better hope, that Trayvon Diggs is ready sooner than later because they need him to play. They're going to be starting Xavier Woods free and Darian Thompson possibly is strong because apparently they've been rotating them with HaHa since he's done absolutely nothing. And they said he's looked good, right, Darian Thompson? Isn't yeah. That they have some... he, he played yeah. well towards the end of last year, too. Plus, they're, they're banking on Diggs, who was not a full-time corner at Alabama, to step right in and guard individuals like Terry McCorns and Deshaun Jackson's of the world. So that is a huge question. More importantly, you're counting on Diggs. And I'm going to tell you right now, I watched LSU receivers. Cook. Destroy that guy. Flambe. Like him. Destroy him. Burnt chicken. Not Patrick Sertain, who's going to be a first-round pick in 2021. Who might be in D.C., but that's another pop. <laughs> Destroy Trayvon. Trayvon's local. So I'm mm-hmm. not, I'm not, I'm, I'm I'm not going to be that hard, my guy. Yeah. Oh, it's not a matter of being – but I'm, I'm calling a spade a spade. He couldn't even find a position at Alabama when he first got there. They wanted him to first play receiver. I understand he played better at corner, but I'm going to be honest. You, I mean, we all watch a lot of SEC football. I did not think Diggs was that great of a cornerback. Yeah. So, yeah. I think he has a ways to go, especially to be outside one-on-one with the elite talent in the NFL. I, I, I sort of felt like Diggs, among the receivers I've seen come out of that school, he didn't – sorry, among the corners I've seen come out of that school – he didn't he stand seem, out. Yeah, he didn't stand out like uh, some of the other guys had. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, D line, uh, Don Terry Poe and and Tristan Hill. A Listen, lot of names. Demarcus Lawrence is still a beast. I, for my money, he's a top five pass rusher. Everson Griffin is not the player he once was. That's a fact. 
I think he's still pretty good. He's still pretty damn good. Uh, you know what? I'm disrespecting him. He's still really damn good. But inside, like the interior, Tristan Hill didn't do much last year. He was a project coming in. Now he's forced to play since um, – what's, what's my man's name that got hurt? Um, Jerrell McCoy. Jerrell McCoy. I do like Nevin Gallimore. And I think they need him to step up because if Hill or Dante Potter go down, which is – I mean, let's just keep it a sp- uh, buck. It's likely – because you know injuries happen, now you're counting on a sixth-round rookie to play or fifth-round rookie to play. He's decent, but can he hold up in his first year with no preseason and no offseason training camp? We'll see. We'll see. So I think there's the weakness of their defense specifically is just right down the middle. Linebackers can't stay healthy. Their safeties are bad, and inside on deep line, they're average at best. And that's if Poe is playing at his absolute best, which he hasn't over the past couple of years. So. But it's also going to be interesting to see what they do with Tyrone Crawford because I felt like he was one of their best D linemen. And now that they moved to this 4-3, like, looking at this depth chart, he's been bumped down the line. Like, he's behind Griffin and Alden Smith. With that, honestly, like I said, they got a lot of name power, so they might be doing a lot of situational play, like Poe out there first down and pass situation. You may see Lawrence, Gregory, Griffin, Alden Smith all in at one time. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're going to have to do a lot of shuffling around because that is – um. That's not looking really strong. It's a lot of names. Well, I mean, Alden Smith hasn't played football in five years. Randy Gregory. I forgot that Randy Gregory was back. He hasn't played in five years. Tristan Hill looked like a bust. He was a project. He's a project. He was a second-round pick. They drafted him just on upside. And last year, it was clear that he did. He wasn't ready. Um, Where did Neville Gallimore went to Oklahoma, correct? Mm Mm-hmm. I have seen the Oklahoma defenses. (laughs) That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> I've seen them. When is the last time they stopped the run? That's a good question. <laughs> when is the last time they had a good defense at OU? When is the last time they put a good defensive player into the league? I'd have good... to research that when like, back you. <laughs> what good defensive lineman have they put into the league like, recently? <sighs> Every time I see your school, we get to the playoff. And then a big boy team comes in and they run for the yards. <laughs> Never mm. fails. Every single time. They're relying on him a lot, right? McCoy's out. Mm-hmm. They basically decided we're going to spend all this money poorly. because they, 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 They've spent their money poorly. Mm-hmm. Right? Remember when they traded for Amari? Mm-hmm. They gave a first-round pick. But it wasn't just that you had to give a first-round pick. It was that you got to give a big contract. Bag. But you had to give your running back a big contract. You had to give your quarterback contract, which you haven't done. Mm-hmm. So the fallout from that is that your defense is counting on players who might be good, but they got these red flags. Man. Follow up on that, Cliff. I'm not going to knock the C.D. Lamb pick because I love C.D. Lamb's game, but it's like like you just said, you know you have to pay Amari. You know you had to pay Zeke. You know you had to pay Dak. Everyone your old no. line already gets top dollar. Your defense is some poop. And How? then you draft C.D. Lamb? How does it make sense that you have now used two, essentially two of your last three first-round picks on receivers? On wide receivers? Yes. Which is, goes back to my earlier point. Are, are they doing a complete shift with their game plan where they're like, fuck it, we're just going to throw this shit around and see what we do. You're not going to be ground and pound no more based on the moves that you're making is what I'm assuming. I mean, so, I, it's gonna, it's I don't be think a it's on purpose, that, but they seem like a team that's – built to win games like 35 to 32. Feel me? They're going to 
score a lot of points, but are they going to stop anybody? I think the thing for them is I think they probably look at it like, look, we get ahead on teams, and then we have Griffin and Lawrence, Alden Smith. We just sort of turn them loose. It sounds like Alden Smith looks pretty good down there. Yeah, they said he added a lot of weight too. He probably I mean, that good. Be, he probably stopped. Would actually you know, never mind. Kind of no, go ahead. Hey, go no, ahead. I'm saying I'm saying weight <laughs> tends to fluctuate when you on that. Yeah, when you stop. <laughs> yeah, I love them devils. <laughs> but that's not what they used. To, look, my whole point was that's not who they used to be, though, right? They don't want to play 35 32. Like, mm-hmm. That's not Dallas football. That's not how your O line was built. You were built to ground and pound and control the game, control the clock, because you knew your defense was, wasn't really stopping nobody. But now you got all these weapons. Are you out here trying to score quick and just say, fuck it? We're just going to put points on the board and see mm-hmm. what happens. Yeah, and, and I sort of like I like Demarcus Lawrence. I think he's a really good pass rusher. I sort of wonder, do you even have the personnel to keep teams at thirty in those kind of games? Mm-hmm. Like if if you're going to be getting ahead of teams, you have no shutdown corners. <laughs> you have no like dominant safety player. You have no one to like lock up on someone if you need to take a player away. And you really only have one proven pass rusher right now. Mm-hmm. Also, don't they have a new defensive coordinator, Mike Nolan? They do. Oh, yeah. I was about to get to Mike Nolan because uh, it's Mike Nolan, guys. I mean, yeah, the Mike Nolan that we know, his defense gives up a lot of yardage and a lot of points. And you also, you know whose defenses give up a lot of yardage and a lot of points? Every Mike McCarthy defense. <laughs> it's a match made in heaven. Like, in the same way that Someone like Jay Gruden, we always seem to struggle when it comes to our defensive coordinators. McCarthy had issues with defensive coordinators in Green Bay. Their defenses continuously were not good. I have no reason to believe that their defense is going to be good. Let's give a record to each team. Where do you think they're going to finish in the division? Uh, Cliff, why don't you start us off? Who do you think is going to win this division? How many wins? This is really tough, man. I'm going to pick the Cowboys. 11-5. Oh, I'm probably going to have to disagree with Cliff. I'm <laughs> still going to go with the Eagles. And I could see the Eagles going 10-6. and six. Uh, Same record, different team. I'm with Cliff. Cowboys 10-6. and six. So we're all on the Cowboys, <laughs> man. Oh, lucky star. Listen, uh, I only pick the Cowboys because I want them to fail. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get it twisted. I, I hear that, Cliff. Enjoy. Usually, I, usually I do that. I probably fucked up. I should have said that. It's was interesting because there's no fan base. <laughs> them and the Lakers, man. Fuck they the are noise. so quick to tell you all the things that they're about to do. Mm-hmm. Then tell you all the things they used to do. They love to do it. <laughs> Then, when shit gets hard, they're nowhere to be found. They'd be like, well, shit, you don't remember our offense when we had no <laughs> Right. And then, and then, fuck out of here. Because we saw y'all last year, Cowboys fans. All that talk last summer. Your season was ass, and then you acted as if you weren't talking Super Bowl in the summer. Like, well, it's good. We just got to get Jason Garrett out of here. It's like, nigga, you were talking about going to the Super Bowl. 
And now you're telling me it's good we lost because now our coach gets fired? Shit, some of them was out here rooting for the Ravens. I ain't going to name no names, though. Oh, ooh, ooh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got so pissed off. They was like, fuck this shit. We ain't coming back, though. Jason Garrett is gone. Right. Mm. I had the nerve to show on our team. And listen, our, our team had a bad season. Our team was as bad as we expected them to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we knew we was going to be shitty. The Cowboys <laughs> were a massive disappointment. Yep. The biggest disappointment in the league. Period. And you know what they're going to be again this year? <laughs> the biggest disappointment <laughs> in the league. In the words of the way, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right. Who do we got finished as the second in the division? Well, I chose Philly to win, so I'm going to go Dallas. will finish second in the division, and they will be 8-8. Eight and eight. No explanation. No, they are an 8-8 eight and eight team until I'm proven otherwise. So they can have all the toys. As far as I'm concerned, the defense is still suspect. They'll put up points, but I just don't see. They have to prove to me that they're ready to take that next step. I mean, we've been hearing it for years, and as far as I'm concerned, they're still an 8-8 eight eight team until I'm proven otherwise. Um, this is going to be a surprise here. I'm going to go with the local football second place. Oh, Woo-hoo! man. 7-9. Seven and nine football team. Not that we had a great year. We went seven and nine. Shit, Cliff, going from three and thirteen to seven and nine. Take I take it. That's a damn yeah. good year. I'd say seven and nine, uh, second place, uh, Washington. Uh, I'm gonna go with Philly in second place. Um, while I think they're not as talented as they've been in years past, and I think that they are always in risk of being banged up because they've been very banged up. They always find a way to win, and get enough wins to make the playoffs. So until they do otherwise and show me otherwise, Eagles second place, I'm going to give them nine and seven. The Eagles just sort of worry. I, I think they have, they are relying on health a little too much for my liking, especially regarding the fact that the players that they're relying on staying healthy have not done it. So that would be my concern for them. I mean, I think the talent is there, and I can see why anybody would pick them to finish to win the division, right? But listen, you don't have Nick Foles anymore. Your O line's a question mark. Is your quarterback going to stay healthy? And the thing about Philly is, and their quarterback is that he has been banged up a lot, but he hasn't missed a lot of games because he usually gets hurt towards the end mm-hmm. of the season. What when is it going to come to a head? You know what I'm saying? Like they've been getting lucky and not having wins miss a bunch of games in the regular season. Usually he just misses like December in the playoffs. Sooner or later, he's going to get banged up in week five and he's going to be gone for, for 12 weeks. You know, it's his only matter of time before it happens. Didn't he they, can't stay healthy. Then they say, he, they said he put on like 20 pounds or some shit. Yep, you have to like 250 or some shit. Okay. <laughs> Basically he knows he's about to take a lot of punishment with that shit asshole line. But what's, Wentz gets himself punished. Wentz, Wentz has some of that grip shit in him, where it's like, bro, you need to give up on the play. Yeah, play is over. What? Definitely. You are not playing. You are not back in college, bro. You are not playing against Montana State. Play's <laughs> over. All right, third place. Go ahead, Cliff. 
New York Giants. New York Giants, six and ten. So that means mm. you got wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So that means you're a Philly in fourth place. Wow. I, I think I actually think Philly's gonna be the biggest disappointment in the league this year. I know I said that about the Cowboys. I think the Eagles actually might be in a little bit of trouble. Wow. Interesting. Damn, you got Philly in fourth. Whew. Third, I have our local Washington team. Um Shit, I'm going back and forth between six and ten, seven and nine. Uh, I think I'll. I think Ron Rivera is good enough to get us four more wins this year, so I'm gonna put us at seven and nine seven. third place. Because uh, 2021, we coming out guns a blazing. Well, I know we've been looking forward to 2021 for a while. And hey, how long have I been screaming 2021 in our chat? I've been saying, I'll give you that. watch out. The money will be available. Haskins will be in year three. Hopefully you have a steady coaching staff and everything's all good with Rivera's health. The stars align to a degree. I'm not saying you go to the Super Bowl. I'm not even saying that you go deep in the playoffs, but come down to week 17 and you're like nine and six or you're 10 and five and you're competing for something. I was going to say, basically you're expecting them to take in 2021 to be Competing in November, December, having meaningful games, which we really yeah. have around. And this as game. optimistic as I am about this team that's going to play in two weeks, I, I can't believe it's two weeks. We're 14 days away from the opener. As optimistic as I am about mm-hmm. them, I just don't think this is the year they make the leap. You know what I'm saying? But next year, Haskins in year three, like I said, all your younger players will be another year in the system. You're going to have $110, $120 million, depending on what happens with the salary cap and space especially if Alex Smith were were to retire or whatever he decides to do. That motherfucker is not retiring. (laughs) Take that right now. Yeah, he's going to be He's not going to make $25 million, (laughs) I'll tell you that much. Yeah, that's not. So, like I said, stars will align and you're going to compete. At least I hope you're going to compete. I would be sincerely disappointed if they weren't. But to be fair, Paul has been predicting – that we will be our big year is five years from now. Since <laughs> so, <laughs> like five years ago, he circled 2021. Mm-hmm. Next year, he's gonna circle 2026. <laughs> <laughs> um, nah, look, I think, um, obviously, we haven't gone through fourth. Let's go through fourth place now. Let's talk well, first. I, I gotta do my third. How about that? Uh, yeah, do your third. Let's do that, and then let's talk about the football team. Our team. Yeah, Washington football team. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say seven and nine. I think they're – I mean, you got to be really bad to be three and 13. Not only were they bad, it was just a dysfunctional outfit. And while we're still dysfunctional now, maybe even more so, I think that the steadying presence of Rivera and just less chaos in the front office week to week – I'm hoping less chaos in the front office week to week – that kind of just yeah, and they're a more talented team than they were. Let's keep it let's keep it real. And Haskins can't be as up and down as he was when he first got a chance to play last year. I think that he's gonna come out this year and at very least be steady. I think that's good enough for four more wins, seven and nine. We were also a poorly coached yeah. team last year. Um, Everything was poor. Incredibly poorly coached team. With a head coach to start the season who would kind of just like punted the season away. Yeah, he checked out completely. Um, Look, man, the only reason I have the Eagles in last place is because I cannot see how this offense, like the offense in Wentz, like Wentz had to carry the team a lot last year. If there's any drop 
right? Because this guy, Deshaun's not staying healthy. You know, that's a fact. Yeah. Hamstrings, week four, done. Same thing every year. Your O line is not going to get better. The only thing that can happen to your offensive line is that you have bigger problems, not that the problems get better. Most likely, what happens is Lane Johnson misses games or Jason Kelsey misses games. If they have no margin for error like they had last year, and if any of these things go wrong on offense, because your defense is not going to be good, you're going to be a bad. You what? Let's say, let's say, let's say they lost Lane Johnson. Right. Let's stamp that Jeffrey and Deshaun will probably play like eight games. What the hell makes them better than the Giants? <laughs> so five wins. Mm. Five and eleven, major disappointment. And nothing makes me happier than when the Cowboys or the Eagles are a major disappointment. I love it. Amen to that. And if we um. get both in the same year, that would be beautiful. <laughs> That'd be fucking amazing. <laughs> For me, I you know I got the Giants dead last. Um, I guess I'll give them one more win than they had last year. Put them at five and eleven. They just don't do it for me. They're trash um, defense. <laughs> like we said, their number one draft pick last year is currently facing eleven five worth. to ten. Um, <laughs> um, offensively, we know they bring Saquon. We know what Saquon brings to the table, but Daniel Jones just doesn't do it for me. I mean. He's not as bad as I thought he was, but hes I don't think he's what they were really looking for. And I don't see him taking this team over to the top with the offensive weapons that he has. He just basically has a bunch of slot receivers and a young Slayton on the outside. Um, question marks all across the old line. I just – I don't see it with the Giants. So, I got them last at 5-11. I think I like the Giants a little bit more than you do, Corey. I think their defense has a chance to be putrid. But – on offense, I, I just can't count out Saquon Barkley. And he kills us. He kills us. Um, to echo your sentiment on Daniel Jones, I just I don't like him. And that goes beyond me just hating him on a personal level because Giants fans love the shit on Dwayne Haskins. Uh, I just, I mean, this guy is a turnover machine. And I don't really think that you gaining 20 pounds of muscle is going to stop you from being a turnover machine. That, that's something that's in your blood. It's in your DNA. You're just going to turn the ball over. It's fine, Eli Jr. It's all good. And I don't think their defense is going to be good enough to make up for the fact that they're giving the ball back two, three, four times a game possibly, you know. But um, I do like the receivers. I think Slayton is a budding star. You know, uh, Sterling Shepard is a good slot receiver. Golden Tate is older, but he's also a guy who can get the ball and and, and makes a guy miss and turn a five-yard gain into 20. He can still do that. A lot hinges on, or a lot um, is depending on their uh, tackles and how they hold up. Two rookies, it's a tall task, especially with the pass rushers in this division. There's lots of good of them. Uh, so I'll say six and 10 for them. Uh, better, but, you know, still last place in the division for sure. Just so you guys know, Jalen Rieger just went down in Eagles camp. Uh, God don't like ugly, so I won't celebrate on the podcast. But... <laughs> <laughs> what, what were they saying? Rieger draws off the field, holding his wrist and arm, sprinted to the locker room. Whoop! Oh, no. That's well, bad. Listen, listen. 
their whole all, every single player on their offense outside of Miles Sanders has an injury. Zach Ertz oh. and Miles Sanders. The rest of them, yeah. You all are injury question marks. We've been watching this game in two weeks, and you're going to see like eight starters just on the sideline in sweatsuits. But one thing I can say about Philly, they did beat us with Boston Scott coming out the backfield and Greg Ward. So I'm not going to fry them too much because I've seen them beat us with players that weren't expected. Corey, to the only thing anything. I'll say to that is they didn't beat this team with Greg Ward and Boston Scott. They, they beat I give you that. a uh, Jay Gruden and Bruce Allen-led outfit that was playing for nothing, that already had lost 11 games in week 15. You know what I'm saying? Like, they were Definitely. they played well. Which and they one, played well against Eagles last year in uh, in week 15. They barely beat us. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They're about to go out there with a similar outfit because everybody's getting hurt. You, yeah. you want to hear how he got oh. hurt? What happened? He got hurt making a tackle after a Jalen Hurts interception. Oh, my gosh. First of all, why are you all tackling? Why are the offensive players tackling in practice? There'll be none of that. Quarterback throws a pick. You can just run. Why yeah, you can run to the guy, but you don't got to tackle him. What the fuck? <laughs> you got a game in two weeks, son. Come on. Let's... Talk about the team. Because, I mean, we've been having some – we've finally been getting practice yeah. reports. Yeah. Right? This is the first week of the Dwayne Haskins. It kind of sounds like the quarterback is on the up and up, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> Like it's it it kind of sounds like he is man, and mm-hmm. and I can tell that I can tell that because it is no longer like how he went how he practiced is no longer mm-hmm. a storyline coming out of any training camp practice. Mm-hmm. Remember, just, remember, like two weeks ago, people were like, oh my god, like he's overthrowing people. He's mm-hmm. <laughs> you know they you know the usual tweets that come out of camp, but. Like you said, it's completely died down because it seems like he's getting a grasp of the offense. He's starting to understand what the coaches are asking of him. And as we like we said, we're seeing each day, it looks like he's improving. So yeah, it sounds like he had a really good game today. Really good day today. Yes. Yes. Being at camp, you heard a lot of just about how he was still selling the ball. And I still think you're hearing a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. But it definitely sounds like he has hit a groove. It almost feels like the sort of reports you'd hear at practice towards the end of last year where Haskins was in practice and he looked like he had a full grasp of offense and he was hitting his receivers and distributing the ball mm-hmm. and doing all the little things that he wasn't doing last summer. So um, I, I'm, I do think that Haskins is the type of guy who starts slow and he kind of just works his way into a rhythm. Yeah, no, I definitely have heard some positives out of him. And that's good because the offense is going to be uh, – the offense is going to be – it's going to be a struggle to get to 20 points a game, I think. And you can't go out there and expect to compete with Haskins playing substandard. So I'm glad to hear that he's playing better. Well, you know what I would say with the offense? I think um, obviously we have McCorn on offense. It really does sound like Gibson is potentially mm-hmm. – a breakout player. If just by the virtue, if we had a breakout player running back, it would change everything. Everything. So we will see if, if Gibson is as good as it sounds like he is, 
I think I think the offense could actually be a little better, and it, and it does sound like Logan Thomas is is going to be a good mm-hmm. good player. Yes. Yeah. I was gonna say, Paul, struggle might be a little harsh, but I, I'm with you though because I think the offense is gonna take some time. But like Cliff just pointed out, like we didn't know last year that we were gonna have this stud in Terry McLaurin at wideout, and if we get into this season and Antonio Gibson does what we think he might do, that just can completely change the whole outlook of this offense. Yeah. So, yeah, it's we especially, there's some potential. We just have yeah. some young players, man. Especially with the the, the catches out of the backfield, man. Yes, yeah. I think they. We could get defenses to a point where, like, this is something that you have to pay attention to a lot. And not just uh, Gibson. Don't forget about McKissick out yeah, the backfield with McKissick those catches. McKissick out the backfield. Yeah. And, you know, and you know AP about to do AP shit. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I had written something down. Um, there was a lot of questions going into camp. And since we can't actually see camp or there's no, no preseason, preseason, you don't really know for sure. I think there's a few things that we know for sure going into week one now. I'll just read them off real quick. Uh, it starts with Haskins. I mean, I know there was chatter uh, from some of the people in this town. You know, I'm not going to name names, but they were like, is there a quarterback controversy brewing with Kyle Allen or is there a quarterback controversy brewing with Alex Smith? Haskins is the guy. We knew that from day one. And now, I mean, he hasn't taken a second team snap all season. So he's the guy, right? We can agree on that. Mm-hmm. I think that we know that Logan Thompson yep, yeah. is the starting tight end. I think Jaron Christian is definitely the starting left tackle. I think Inman's going to be the third wide receiver. I think the Atkey is the starting free safety. I think Darby is starting corner opposite of Kendall Fuller. And I think that Gibson is, uh, how do I describe it? He's just the weapon X that's going to be seeing the field 70% of the plays, 75% of the plays. I, I don't think that they're going to ease him in. I think he's playing week one and he's playing a lot. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Yeah, it, it, you know, it kind of sounds like with Gibson. This is not to say he's going to be is going to be like it was with McLaren, but the level of positivity I'm hearing about him really does remind me of what I heard about uh, McLaurin. His yeah. shiftiness, how he just attacks the line of scrimmage. Just, I so, mean, everything they're saying about yeah. him is just positive. I forgot who tweeted today. I think it might have been Kime or Finley, but um, they asked him a question during his press time about how they've been using him, and it's the way we thought they might. Uh, out of the backfield, split at wide receiver, jet motion, reverse motion. He's going to be a weapon. And I think that mm-hmm. in a way that you saw McLaurin get eyes and eyes on him quickly after that Philly game last year and team started putting a safety over the top, you're going to see people paying a lot of attention to where 24 is on the field come week four, week five, week six. And he's going to have to be accounted for because yeah. if you don't, he's going to hurt you, hurt you bad. Mm-hmm. It's going to open up things elsewhere. Um, because you can't take away the number one receiver and and a running back. It's not possible. Yeah. The defense is like the defense is unless you're playing 14 guys. <laughs> the defenses don't have like there's no way for you to be like we're gonna take away McLaurin and then we're gonna deal with this running back who, if if he's gonna be used in a similar way and in, in some circumstances to the way McCaffrey's used, you're gonna have a problem on your hands, yeah. man. Because that guy out in space is – How much gives him weight? Like 230? Your linebackers in space. He's a 230 guy, yeah. Yeah, he's like – yeah. And, I, like, he's I'm not trying shit. to really sit here and cite him, but even they, they they quoted AP. Like, AP was like, man, you got this dude Gibson. He's six feet 230. I need to be on my game. Like, this dude might truly be special. Like, <laughs> I'm not trying to <laughs> jinx it and be a homer, but the, the way you can line him up anywhere, whether it's out nice. the backfield, you can, line, you can put him in motion, jet sweep. 
screen, halfback screen, receiver screen. You could put him basically anywhere. And for teams that have the game plan for that, and then you could also put another McKissick in the slot. Like you can have Bryce Love come out the backfield with these dude with Gibson still on the field. Like there's so much that you can do offense wise. Yeah. Like it's it's <laughs> right. And Gibson was talking about earlier how they had him and McKissick yes. in the backfield during yes. practice today. It's a lot of speed, um, man. Yeah, I think – listen, the office has a lot of question marks. We haven't seen because them. Because, like, Corey's like – yeah, we haven't seen them. But there is a there is a scenario in which the quarterback takes this leap. Like, I think he's about to have a good year, man. And not, like, a good year based on expectations. I mean, like, a good year among quarterbacks. And if that's yeah. the case, man – then the team, I think the team can win a couple. They're going to win more than three games. Yeah. Yeah. I still think his uh, ceiling is limited just because you don't know what you're going to have. And I, no matter how Gibson and them do, I still think you need more weapons. We haven't even mentioned Steven Sims. He's going to be a factor, a major factor. But um, like you said, Cliff, like I think that if he starts dealing, you can look at a team that could take a serious step forward in – the pecking orders division and NFC and come 2021 when you're able to surround them with weapons, whether it's through free agency or through the draft, or you have just a guy like AGG step up and become the guy next year who's opposite McLaurin. Yeah, man, it, it's, it's all trending in the right direction. I'll just leave it at that. Um, Let's talk about a couple of the guys who we thought we knew something about that is kind of still in question. Three guys in particular, also, Ruben Foster, uh, he hasn't been playing much. And if you listen to the reports out of camp, he hasn't really been splashing like that. Uh, Bryce Love, I still think Bryce Love has a big role in this team. Uh, it's just like you haven't heard that he's been as explosive as he was at times in the beginning of camp when he first started playing. I think that might just be because they count on AP and they're going to have Gibson on the field a lot. And McKissick is there every down, third down back, or every drive, third down back. So that he might just be the odd man out, but he's still going to have a role. But the role is to remain to be seen. And Wes Martin, I still think he starts at left guard. But now with um, with Josh Garnett, he's been getting starting rips at left guard now. And who knows what their plan is. But I think that we thought for sure that he'd be the starting left guard. And now it's a question. Um, well, anybody else you can think of? That's, I don't think it's a question because he he was there today, right? Wes he Martin definitely started today. He was out there today. Yeah, yeah I he did. I, okay. Yeah, I think they just really want, like I said, like I think I said in the chat, like I think based on what Rivera said, is because there is no preseason, they're they're gonna try to get guys with the first, yeah, see, get some first team reps, match against first team uh, defense personnel, just so you can, yeah, you can get a look at them. But also to mm-hmm. speak to uh, Love and Foster, I mean, we kind of, I don't know if we all kind of expected them to come back and just immediately impact the game or immediately impact the team or come right in and be first team. Like these dudes coming off major injuries, especially for Ruben Foster. Like they said he practiced today. Today was the first day that he took the brace off. You know what I mean? Like he's still trying to get his legs back and kind of how time spoke to it. Like Bryce Love, maybe he's not all the way there back yet, but maybe when we get to the second half of the season, we'll maybe we'll see more of Love and Foster. So maybe they're not relying on them early, early on in the season, but I, I can still see a situation where they have an impact this year on this team. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, anybody else that's really just the, the position is up in the air. I think that um, linebacker is a little bit up in the air just because 
we know that Holcomb's going to start. And I think at this point, it's safe to say that Bostic is going to start. Uh, Kevin Pierre-Louis, uh, I've heard he's been getting a lot of reps, but where? I have to believe they're going to be playing a lot of nickel. Uh, where does he fit in? Uh, but that's just another thing. I, I, I think that, and I had said this on Twitter yesterday, the fact that there's no preseason and you can't really see for yourself what the team is looking like, you're going to come out there week one and see new coaches, new scheme, a bunch of new players, and you're going to have any idea what's coming. That it, it's really a, a unprecedented situation. I think the closest thing to that I could think of is 2012 with Griff in, um, in New Orleans. You had no idea what you were going to see come week one because everything was very, very much under wraps. Everything was vanilla. They didn't yep. tip their hand at all. Yeah, yeah. Some shit. and also for the new teams. See, that's the that's the thing when people are like, "Well, the teams like us are they, go ahead and say it, Cliff." Thank you. Listen, the Eagles, the Eagles are the same mm-hmm. team they had last year, and I can see why people think that's an advantage. But we got tape mm-hmm. on you from last year. We are literally a brand. You're not. You don't know what we're. They have no idea what Scott Turner's plan is. What is you right? You can base it off of the Mm -hmm. Panthers' tape. Yep, completely different. That was not the same. There is no Cam Newton on our team, so the Cam Newton tape is irrelevant. So it's hard to game plan for us. I think we. I think we're kind of an advantage. So, yes, we are inexperienced and young offensively, but you also don't know what we're about to do. Mm -hmm. No idea. And on defense, too. I mean, we're switching to a 4-3, and you have a – I mean, let's – all top of our head, how many new starters on defense are we going to have next year? Chase Young, for one. The linebacker core is going to be new. Fuller is new. He's four or five. Safety is new. You're going to have six new starters on defense. Like, not six. Probably four or five. Mm -hmm. Max five. But – it's a whole new scheme, new defensive coordinators as well. So who yep. knows what we're gonna throw at you? Yeah, I'm excited, bro. I'm I'm really excited, man. I, the season kind of crept up us and crept up on us in a way where it was like, whoa, we're really playing ball in 14 days. But now I'm starting to get that usual feeling I get around the end of August every year. Yes, like, it's go time, man. Yes, it's sir. go time. <laughs> it's go time, man. It's game one. It live Ooh. in the basement. Let's go, boy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, Look, the season's about to be here, and obviously, I think this fan base as a whole, our expectations for the season mm-hmm. are not high, right? Like, we are in such a wait and see mode because we don't know we're about what we're about to see that it's hard for us to have any expectations. Wait and see mode, and it's been a long off season for the Washington fan base, oh so it's going to be good yeah, just to see the them on the ball. field. Yeah, it's going to be good for it to yes. just be a football game instead yeah. of. An exclusive or another report. statement. Yeah, yeah, or another shitty ass thing. We haven't even talked about. Yeah, that uh, yeah. So, I didn't know about we should even talk about because I feel like we've only been talking about Snyder. But I mean, we might as well just mention it. Another day, another allegation. You know, I, I don't want to get into the details because we've, like I said, we've only been talking about Snyder the past couple of weeks. How the hell is he going to survive this? I, I think that the prevailing ideas that he will because they're not going to vote him out but how do, how many more times is this going to happen because cliff you called it after the first story came out you said there's gonna be more another story came out there's gonna be more i bet you there's gonna be more eventually <laughs> oh, there's, more. There, there's gonna be more again 
how many times you can be is this alleged abuse in the front office gonna keep coming out to light and Dan Snyder just surviving Look, I'll, surviving I'll like, I, I, at some point there has to be a there's a picture a of Danny at camp and he don't even look the same. The dude's hair is long. I don't know if y'all have seen it, but you can tell that man been going through it this offseason. <laughs> like it's been, it's been hell for Daniel Snyder. But in the end, you've done it to yourself and that whole culture that you had. You were running a frat house as a professional football team, treating women the way you were treating them, and all that shit is coming to backfire. I don't know how he survives it, but when you're dealing with the 32 owners in the billionaire boys club, they are known to protect each other. Even they, they don't. Even though they don't fuck with Danny, the last thing they want to do is expose or get rid of him because some of them are doing the exact same fucking dirt that he's doing. So I don't know how he survives it, but I don't know how he. I I, I don't know, man. It's this is just a, this is just a bad look all around for him and for our team. Like I'm I'm just so over talking about all this negative shit. Like it's been absolutely ridiculous. And I like you just said, Paul. There's gonna be more to come. So. Look, the truth is, um, the same group of people, he kept the same group of people around here, right? It's not a coincidence that the people that managed to stay here this long are the names we keep seeing in all these stories. Like, all the guys that he kept around, the Snyder's guys, those are the guys we see in all these stories. The only difference between him and the other owners who might be doing this is I there, I guarantee there is some hard evidence. Somewhere. Wouldn't surprise me. And he's right. This is a hit job. <laughs> With your your minority owners have decided that you are not you would not let what, what was it the first? They wouldn't mm-hmm. let him sell. Wasn't the issue like they yep. wanted to buy him out? He said no. He probably was rude as shit about it. Then they thought about selling, but then I think they I think they got together and they said you know what. We're getting the fuck out of here. And they're not going to stop. So we've had, this is our second breaking story. This is not their last bullet. They're just going to keep pushing it. So you can now, what are you, you, are you actually going to sue, Dan? Let's see if you actually sue. That's how you know if someone's actually, actually, um, not guilty or not. Let's see if he actually sues. He's talking about suing, but are you going to go get deposed? You going to go say that you haven't done anything terrible? Under oath? Let's see if you actually follow through on that. I think they're going to get that guy out of here, man. Bring on the next turd, Jeff yeah. Bezos. <laughs> and you, you know that Dan Snyder's not going to go quietly. He's going to fight his tooth and nail. But, but Cliff, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. I mean, do you are you really trying to go on a stand in front of a judge and say that you had no parts in this? Because perjury is no joke. Right. If you go up there and lie and say you didn't do anything and it comes to fuck to be that you did, not only are you losing the team, you're yeah. gonna wind your ass up in a white collar prison, but well, it's prison funny. nonetheless. Listen, they ain't they they, they, they not ain't putting no matter in prison. They prison for perjury. <laughs> My man got Dude, away from his Sally money Jenkins, for that. Just to <laughs> add one more thing to it, she was on Sally Jenkins was on with Kevin Sheehan, and she was talking about a situation, and he was asking her like, "Where do you think is the end game with this? Do you see him? Do you think this is enough for him to be forced out?" She's like, "Do I think it's enough? Yes, but will the league do it? No, because she's like, there's already stuff going on behind closed doors because the league doesn't want to doesn't want this to be headlines week after week after week, so." 
ultimately they'll punish him, but it's not going to be a situation where they remove him, so to say, because they know ultimately, like I said earlier, there's probably four or five other owners that got this same fucking dirt. For all we know, they probably they probably was partying yeah. with Snyder while he was doing the shit. Like who knows? Like these some of these folks are real grimy. Yeah, but the problem, yeah, but Corey, they can only support him if he's telling the you. truth. Like once, once if he has been telling them behind closed doors, I had no part in this. Then they're gonna have his back. But the minute evidence comes out, if there's hard evidence that he is involved, oh no, nah, they're gonna kick him overboard. If there is more <laughs> shit coming, right, and it implicates him even more, Julie Donaldson and Jason Wright are gonna quit their jobs. There's not gonna be like it's one thing for the football coach. The football coach can be like, "Well, listen, I'm here to coach football team, blah, you know, so on and so forth." What can Jason Wright and Julie Donaldson say if he if this guy is actually heavily involved in this? They cannot talk about culture change anymore, right? That's dead. But their boss is part of it. They can't really even defend having their position anymore. I hear you. I just feel like Dan's been he he's known this shit show has been coming. And that's also why he's kind of brought his wife more involved into the daily operation because I've heard his wife mentioned more these last two weeks than in the last 20 years. Even Jason Wright has talked about Tanya yeah. Snyder. Tanya Snyder. I'm just like, okay, what's like yeah. clearly Dan's trying to do he knows he knows he's fucked. So he's like, let me put Julie in place, let me put Jason in place. Matter of fact, let me get my wife involved because that's another female voice that can look as like, okay, I'm getting everything situated. I'm changing the culture, blah, 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 blah. But like you said, Cliff, if there's more hard evidence, if he's if they come out with something else where he's truly connected, I mean, I, he he may be fucked. Look, also, Corey, to, to your point, you involving your wife may, helps me further know. It's more dirt coming. That you are involved in this shit. You're involved yeah. in this heavily. Right. I mean, this is right out of PR 101. Like, you have are seen a certain way. So what do you do? You bring your wife in there to kind of make it to keep the illusion that you're a family man, that you and Tanya are a united front instead of people viewing you as John Belushi from Animal House. Like that's kind of like what they're trying to do. Nah, now. I hear you. It's gonna get interesting because it yeah. ain't over. All right, folks. That's that's all I have for you today, man. Enjoy your afternoon. Uh rest in peace to Chadwick Bosman, man. Yeah, R.I.P. Chad, R.I.P. Cliff Robinson. <laughs>